This is the Practical Homeopathy Podcast, episode number 83. Joe at Calabrese here, folks. I'm happy that you joined me for my podcast today. You're in for a treat. From my virtual classroom, I'm privileged to see how homeopathy is transforming lives all over the globe. Their successes inspire me. They're glorious and powerful, and I can't keep their triumphs a secret. I want you to hear the excitement my students experience too, so you can be inspired by the unique stories. So with the help from Kate, my reporter, I bring you a podcast series I call Moms with Moxie. Sometimes we even interview dads with audacity or teens with tenacity. See how regular mothers and others, average folks who love healing those around them have gone from freaking to fabulous by simply applying what they've learned using what I call practical homeopathy. This is Kate, and I am here with a wonderful mom with Moxie who I'm really enjoying getting to know. Her name is Emily, and Emily, I want to welcome you to the podcast. Thank you for being here. Oh, thank you for having me. I'm very excited. So, Emily, tell us a little bit about yourself. Well, um, my husband and I have been married for 25 years, and we have nine children, ages 23 to almost two. And I homeschool them all. I've graduated two. I was senior this year. Wow. You are a busy mom. I just want to pick your brain how you've done this. Not well. Yeah, I'm sure there you've you done a great job. <laughs> oh my, my kids God. are amazing, but I'm pretty sure that they had very little to do with me. They're just great kids. Oh, no. You seem like a great mom already since I've known you only 15 minutes. So um, There you go. That's the limit. <laughs> After that, it's down. No. <laughs> you were telling us about yourself. You homeschool? Yes. We've homeschooled since the beginning and I graduated too. I always say that that gives me street cred because <laughs> I've, I've got them all the way from beginning to end. Uh -huh. And then um, my 17 year old's a senior this year. So I have a, a senior, a freshman, a fifth grader, a second grader a first grader, and then I have a first grader, but she has Down syndrome, so she has special needs, and then the baby. I feel like you should be given the title super mom. That's <laughs> not, not Emily. <laughs> <laughs> I loved what you wrote when we were going to record this podcast, and um, you wrote down that you're truly madly in love with this medicine, and so it sounds like you are really excited about homeopathy. You've been using it for a while. Tell us about that. Well, I've been using it consistently for 15 years. But my first experience was Highlands teething tablets when my oldest was a baby. I was a very young mom, and I was at the mercy of the doctors we could afford. And they used a lot of fear tactics to manipulate me into doing what they felt was best for my kid. Not what I felt was best, but I knew I shouldn't be giving her Tylenol every time her mouth hurt, every time she had a shot. It just seemed like a lot. Mm -hmm. So I went into the health food store and asked, and they gave me teething tablets, and they worked like a dream, mm -hmm. right? Those are good things. Yes. <laughs> yes, they are. I still actually have a bottle of the old teething tablets, and I hoard them. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> right. Um, then fast forward with my fourth baby, I had really bad afterbirth pains, and my midwife recommended Arnica. 
and we actually stopped at Walgreens. I guess it carried Arnica back then. I don't remember, but I used that instead of uh, Tylenol and it worked so much better. So I was hooked and I loved the idea. I was fascinated with the idea of being able to treat my family myself. Mm-hmm. And uh, another homeschool mom offered a class on the flu. And it was just basically you bought the book and she just kind of flipped through it and mentioned some of it. And I bought the book and I inhaled it. I read it cover to cover three times. Mm. That's all the classes I had. So I just read Materia Medicas. I read Kent's lectures. I did a National Center of Homeopathy first aid class. And I taught one of those, those poor moms. (laughs) I just kind (laughs) of was like a fire hydrant at them. (laughs) But, and I loved the results we were having and Every single time I give it to my kids or anybody and it works, I'm always just shocked. I'm like, isn't this amazing? (laughs) I know. (laughs) Even though I know it works. (laughs) I totally understand. You could do it 15, 20 years. And every time you see that result, you're just so thankful. Yeah. And it's, well, in the instant, I'm I'm impatient and I love the instant gratification that it gives. Um, Right. We know it's not always that way, but when it does happen that way, it's glorious. I don't know. I don't have any numbers on this, but in my experience, first time people who use it for the very first time, it almost always seems to work. They'll go, I tried that and it worked. And I'm like, Ooh, you're hooked now. It's, <laughs> it's over. <laughs> so you talk about sharing homeopathy with other people. And I know that the people that you reached out to have had a lot of successes, but at that same time, you were struggling a little bit. There were some roadblocks to you sort of taking that next step in your homeopathy journey. Tell us a little bit more about that. Yeah. Well, um, you know, the only thing I had available at the time was classical homeopathy, which to take the case of a cold is hours. It takes a long time to look through the books and the people I was sharing it with while they were having successes, they weren't sticking with it. Mm. It just was too complicated. Right. And I didn't have any online sources, uh, any places to go. I, I didn't really have a sense of community and I started to kind of lose steam. I felt like a lone wolf. And while I loved reading about it and I loved the results we were having, I just needed something faster. And even though my husband and I, we had invested hundreds of dollars in remedies, I wasn't using them. I'd started using oils because, you know, you have a headache, you take a drop of this, you got a muscle pain, you rub on a drop of this. So I just needed that quick fix that oils were giving me. And my husband said, but what about all this money we've invested? (laughs) Um, And I I didn't have an answer for him. I just kind of stared at him. I "I don't know. And he said, you're a homeschooler. You guys have curriculum for everything. Surely you can find a curriculum for homeopathy. And I I was frustrated with him because I was thinking, I've tried that. I've spent years looking for that, but it had been years ago Mm -hmm. that I had done that. So I just Googled homeopathy curriculum. And Joette's Good Gut, Bad Gut class popped up. Oh. And I watched the little video and I just kind of sat there for a little bit thinking, hold on, every book I've ever read said you can't do chronics unless you're a professional homeopath. And so I would watch her video again and then again. (laughs) Is it true? Could I do this? So we invested again, but this time it was in her class, which at the time felt like a lot of money. It just, you know, it was just investment in my education. And so I did this and because I'm an all or nothing kind of gal, I had this huge spreadsheet and I was going to, my whole family, 
I had them all on like four different protocols each. <laughs> There's 11 of us. <laughs> it was a rough time. So I just dialed it back and I just did the three things that I thought were most important, which was my gluten intolerance, my daughter's thyroid issues. And then I have a daughter who has a dual diagnosis. She's Down syndrome and autistic. Mm-hmm. And so we focused on her. Okay. So tell us how did all of that go after you took the good gut, bad gut, and you started giving these remedies? What happened? Well, you know, you watch her videos and you, you get very excited and um, you order the remedies and then you take these three little pellets and you go, I feel the same. <laughs> <laughs> so you just kept taking them. And honestly, with the remedy for the gluten intolerance, I took it for about six months and then still didn't do anything. I'd never tried bread. I just stayed off of it. My kids all went back to it, but they're braver than I am. (laughs) I had such strong reactions to it. And I started teaching the Gateway 1 and then the Gateway 2 classes. Mm -hmm. And my group really encouraged me to try it. Just (laughs) Just try a cracker. Just try it. So I did. I tried a cracker and I didn't tell my family because I didn't want them to get mad at me for being in bed because of the stomach pains and nothing happened. And so I waited a couple of days and then I tried a cookie and nothing happened. I had no pain, no joint pain, no headache. I was a new woman. Wow. At my daughter's wedding last month, I had cake. (laughs) (laughs) I wasn't sure how I was going to do that, but it, it was amazing. That's awesome. And I didn't even know. I also had a corn allergy. If I ate corn, I'd have a three-day migraine, which nothing touched, even remedies, nothing touched. And one day I tried just to see if the corn intolerance was gone as well. Mm -hmm. And it was. I can go out to Mexican food, which is a big deal in South Texas. I mean, Mm -hmm. we got to have our corn. (laughs) And I, I can eat it in meal and foods. It completely changed everything for me. Wow. I never get tired of hearing women like you talk about their allergies to foods that are really debilitating, life-changing. I don't have that kind of severe allergy, but I can only imagine how much that must affect your life. You know, I mean, if you eat the wrong thing, you don't know what's in there, then you're down and out for days or even weeks sometimes. What an amazing thing this is for you to have learned this on your own and to now be free from that. Yes, because I would carry remedies that would help if I had an exposure, but now I don't even have to do that. I carry them for other people, but (laughs) it was life-changing. But finding the protocols, when I say it changed my life, I'm not even kidding because I went from spending days trying to take a case to you have a headache, you take the protocol. You have muscle pain, you take the protocol it just revolutionized everything for us. So I want to go back for just a minute. In the beginning, when you were talking about taking this good gut, bad gut course, and you said you had taken a a remedy and you took it and you didn't notice anything right away. I just want to clarify for our listeners that you're talking about taking remedies for chronic conditions like the food intolerances. So When you take a remedy in that situation for chronic conditions, you would take them generally for six to eight weeks, and then you're going to evaluate. It's different when we're talking about acute versus chronic. So I just wanted to clarify that for the listeners for just a minute. Right. I was working on a chronic condition, 
before I had no hope to deal with, but I took the remedy for a certain period of time, twice a day or, or every other day, depending on what the protocol is. And then I reevaluated how is it working? Not anything like an acute, which is a much faster relief from the mm-hmm. symptoms. Right. You would expect a remedy to start acting within one to three or four doses in an acute situation. Right. Were there other conditions or situations that you applied homeopathy using the knowledge from that course? Yes. I have a daughter who at seven was diagnosed with Hashimoto's, which is chronic hypothyroid. And we just treated her with synthetic thyroid. And I put her on the protocols and her numbers have stabilized. She's still on the thyroid medicine But anytime she would stand for just a few minutes, her feet would start to swell. If she stood in line at a grocery store or stood up to sing hymns in church, her feet would swell. So the protocol I put her on was for one that had swelling, and that has completely healed. And that really, really bothered her that her feet would swell. She always said she was like an old lady. Mm. And so that did clear up completely. Great. Emily, you mentioned just a bit ago about leading some Gateway 1 and Gateway 2 study groups. And so that's Joette's curriculum called Gateway to Homeopathy 1 and Gateway to Homeopathy 2. She has a study guide that people can purchase and go through themselves, or oftentimes they purchase the book and lead a group of people locally or via Zoom or other video conferencing software. So tell us about how you led these groups, what you guys did, and how it went for you. Well, I purchased the Gateway class the same time I did the Good Gut, Bad Gut, just figuring I'd read through it. Yeah, I've Mm -hmm. been studying it for a long time. I doubted there was anything she could teach me. (laughs) So I was confident it was just going to be a flip through. But then I noticed that I could get a discount on another class if I had more people with me. And I thought, oh, now you're speaking my language. So I did. I started a Gateway class at my sister-in-law's house. And so now I have done three or four Gateway 1 classes. And as soon as the Gateway 2 curriculum was available, I purchased it and started teaching those as well. And in fact, I'm gearing up uh, next week to start my next Gateway 1 class. Yay! That's awesome. Now, do you teach all locally or via the internet? I do it all via the internet now because it just works better for my family schedule for me just to be home. I really enjoy doing it in person. The questions are better and you stick around longer and visit, but I can't do that right now. And I'm grateful we have the technology we do so we don't have to. Yes. I love getting to know all the people when you do those groups, don't you? Oh yeah. I feel like we get really close. So that's why I was so excited about the gateway too, because then I got to get back with my friends again. Yeah. Um, and then with the last class of the gateway too, In fact, the last one we did, we did our Q&A with Joette, and she said, well, ladies, I'm going to go, and she got off, and then we stayed on another hour, (laughs) just talking and laughing and enjoying each other, but I'll say, okay, well, that's it, and then nobody gets off. So yeah, I feel like we grow pretty close with each other. So tell me, you said that when you got the book, you thought you would just flip through it, and you would know all the information in there. Was that true? It was not true. Um... Okay, the first chapter, I did know all of that stuff, mm-hmm. how remedies are made and the history of Hahnemann. I did know all of that. And then after that, <laughs> maybe the <laughs> second chapter, but definitely didn't know about the acutes and the chronic protocols in the back. And I didn't know anything about the Banerjee's. 
So now, do you feel like I do every time I lead a gateway study group and we go through that, whether it's the gateway one or the gateway two book, every time I'm reminded of something that I had forgotten about and I jotting it down. Oh yeah. I forgot about, you know, this oh, yeah. remedy combination for this. Do you feel that way as well? Absolutely. And one thing I've learned in studying my daughter's brain, the one that has a special needs mm -hmm. is that constant review makes permanent. So the mm -hmm. constant review, it helps it lock in my brain. So I'm not having to constantly look it back up, yes. which is nice in the middle of the night. Right. I know when you need that, you often don't have time to spend looking for that information, which is why the protocols are great in the first right. place. Right. And my brain doesn't work like that. In the middle of the night, I don't even think to look it up. Or where, where did I see that? Mm -hmm. Right. I'm really yes. bad about that. And for those of you who don't know, we do have an index in the back of the Gateway 2 book. So you can look up a condition or a remedy, and then it'll tell you which page it's on. We did that purposefully, that book, because I want to be able to just look it up super quick. Is this condition in there? And then find where to get the information. Right. Well, I've been able to, when people will maybe text me or email me and say, what do you recommend for... X, Y, and Z, I'll say, you know what, that we go over in week five mm -hmm. to encourage them to get into their book mm -hmm. to make theirs look as messy as mine with all the <laughs> notes. But I'm able to go, that's in week five. I know that. That I know. All right. Let's talk about some of the other ways that you've used homeopathy. I know you have some really great examples. I do. Well, I've been using it a long time. Mm -hmm. I've had four pregnancies and three miscarriages since I've started using homeopathy. So I've been able to use it during my pregnancies, during labors, during the postpartum. Um, I was able to use pulsatilla to turn a breech baby once. Really? She wasn't breech. She was transverse. She was okay. my seventh. There's a lot of room in there. So she was laying <laughs> sideways. Um, uh, back labor, that one. Um, and one time I actually did bite my husband. And I had made a bottle that said... <laughs> careful, I might bite. And he gave that to me. <laughs> You're kidding. No, because I'm the one with the knowledge. When I have my babies, I label the bottles in such a way that those around me will know what to get. So that it makes sense for them. Right. So it says, careful, I might bite. I have one that says I'm scared. And I was able to use that in a labor I got very fearful. And so I was able to use the aconite mm -hmm. to calm that down. Of course, Joette's cell salt protocol, the prenatal cell salt protocol, whew, I'm convinced that's what made my last two at 38 and 42. I was 38 years old and 42 years old in my last two pregnancies. I'm convinced that's what made those so easy and the recovery was like a dream. Wow. That's great. So yeah, I love the cell salt. I feel like you've just given me a great idea how to label bottles for my children or other people. That's a great way to do it is to put something on there that they can understand rather than just like I'll put head injury or something like that. But I love those creative little ways that you label that. That's awesome. Yeah. In my cabinet, I have two big drawer systems that have all the remedies in them and they're labeled with their name. And then I have a smaller one that says headaches, nausea, diarrhea, so that they just go directly into that little drawer and help mm -hmm. themselves. My goal is to get me out of it so mm -hmm. they're not always having to ask me, but they know it themselves. Right, right. So I'm trying to do, and I'll often quiz the kids. Okay, so Henry just fell and hit his head. What do we need to get? <laughs> Mm -hmm. Yes. Good job. You know, <laughs> that's great. 
Another thing I love homeopathy for is headaches. So I talked about my migraines. I have suffered from headaches a lot in the past. Um, you take the remedy for it, it's gone. It's faster than you could take an over-the-counter med. So I use it for headaches a lot. And I've been getting those less and less since I've been using it, right? Yay. Uprooting. Another one that I lean on a lot is sepia. I had a very rough day. <laughs> Not super mom at all. <laughs> <laughs> um, and I gave the children to a, an older sibling. And I said, I'm going to go to the store. And I wandered around the store and bought some Skittles and a candle. A candle. <laughs> I just needed to get out of the house for a minute. And on the way home, I was listening to a podcast of Joette's about moms who lose their moxie. Mm -hmm. Now, I'm from Texas. I wasn't really sure what moxie meant, mm -hmm. but I knew I didn't have it anymore. <laughs> <laughs> Whatever it was, you did not have it. I didn't have it. And she recommended sepia. And so I said, okay. So I walked in, gave the children the Skittles. I took some sepia and I stayed on that for a while. And man, that is good stuff. And I can always tell when I need some more of it because I start to feel overwhelmed, overmothered, overworked. It's a good remedy. So we have to label the sepia bottle moms with young children who think they're losing it. <laughs> right. <laughs> and when you say sepia, you're talking about sepia 200C. That's S-E-P-I-A 200C. Yes. I know Joette talks about sepia in a number of places in her blogs and in the podcast. So there's one blog called No Joy Postpartum Depression. But a good thing to do if you're trying to find out about a certain condition or a remedy on Joette's website, joettecalibrates.com, you can go and at the top right-hand side, you'll see a search bar and you can just enter the word sepia in there or um, mom <laughs> or whatever. And then you can search the blogs and the podcasts and any articles that she's written and find a link to those places where she mentions that particular condition or remedy. So another thing that you can do, and I know we've talked about this over and over, but I think it's worth mentioning here is, I don't know if you do this, Emily, but I even do it. I'll just go onto my Google search bar and I'll type in Joette Calabrese or even just Joette and a condition and it brings up different blogs or podcasts where she addresses that. Oh, absolutely. When my last child was born, she was two days old, and the four-year-old was screaming in pain. I mean, just screaming. And my husband texted me. It, you know, it's in the middle of the night, obviously. That's mm -hmm. how it, it always happens. Right. And he texted me, and he said, her ear, she's dying. But he didn't want to bring her in with the baby in case she had like a cold or something. Mm -hmm. And so I did from my phone, Googled Joette plus earaches and I popped it and I texted him, he parcelf. And that's what he gave her. And two doses later, she was sound asleep and he went back to sleep. And Aww. anytime she has an ear infection, it's always for her. It's he parcelf, but it takes two doses. So I wrote that down in my notes. Yeah. She takes two doses. That's awesome that you keep those notes. And I think that's very important because we can see patterns, I think, with our children. Like for this child, this seems to work. This child, right. do you notice that, Emily? Absolutely. But for me, that two doses was important because my years as classical study, I wanted it to work with the one dose within minutes. And if it didn't, I had a tendency to, like Joette says, run around like a chicken with my head cut off. Mm -hmm. I would kind of panic. 
this didn't work. Let's try this one. Let's, let's try this one. And before I know it, we had done three or four. So writing down, it takes two doses. But that's another thing I learned through the gateway was to give it four doses before you decide to change. That really helped me stay focused. Mm -hmm. yeah. So that writing that down for that child, it took two doses with the heat bar for her ear pain. So do you keep notes like that for all of your children? What's your system for keeping track of the different remedies for all the kids? Uh, it's often written in the last page of the current book I'm reading. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> but I do, I just will write it down or praise the Lord for our phones that we can do that. Mm -hmm. But because of Joette's system of the file folders, I can mm -hmm. just rip that page out and throw it into their file. <laughs> mm. I'm not very good at note taking. I'll just write it down in the closest thing to me. Mm -hmm. But like you said, then you can take that and put it into their file. Yes. Right. Because yeah. you know, I tried notebooks. I tried notebook per kid and then I got too many kids. And so the file system makes mm -hmm. perfect sense. Yeah. Tell us the story about your mother-in-law. I know she had a very bad accident. Tell us about that. She was leaving my home and tripped over some decorative rocks that I had put out mm. and she fell and didn't catch herself with her hands. She just fell onto her face. And when we got her back inside the house, she was profusely bleeding from her nose. Her nose was completely flat against her face. Oh my gosh. And my sister-in-law and I both use homeopathy and she went directly to my cabinet. We got her Arnica and Hypericum right away and started alternating those back and forth. While everybody around tried to discuss what are we going to do? Are we going to take her to the ER? Are we going to call 911? Because she's in her 70s. So mm. a fall is kind of a big deal. Right. And um, she said, are you sure I need to go? And we pulled the towel away from her face. And her nose was very broken. But at this point, the bleeding had almost stopped thanks to the Arnica. Wow. And they took her to the ER and continued to dose the Hypericum and the Arnica. When she got there, and I hope this isn't TMI, too much gross, <laughs> but she was complaining of something in her nose. And so she kind of scratched at her nose and a very large blood clot was there. And the doctor said, you look fine. I mean, you need to see a, an ear, nose, and throat guy in a couple of days, mm -hmm. but there's nothing I can do. Two days later, she saw the ENT and he was shocked. He couldn't believe how good her whole face looked. Wow. And uh, so then we started her on the symphytum because he said, we don't need to do surgery. Everything is set. Started her on the symphytum. And, you know, other than bruising, she was fine, which okay. is shocking. But the funny part about that one, she called me about a week later and said, what were you giving me? <laughs> and I said, I gave you hypericum. She said, well, I have this knee pain that's been waking me up in the middle of the night. She said, it's gone. So she wanted to buy herself some Hypericum to keep on hand in case her knee pain came back. Wow. That's great. I didn't even know she had that knee pain. I would have helped her. <laughs> I'd like to transition now into having you give a few words of encouragement to our listeners. And to start that out, I wanted to just read a few sentences from an email that you wrote to Joette, if that's okay with you. Sure. <laughs> <laughs> it was a great email. I wish I could read the whole thing, but... In this email, you say the real reward of, and I'll just paraphrase here, of teaching those gateway classes is seeing the moms fight for their kids. They know there is something better out there. They just need to be shown the way, the pride on their faces. I know you know what I'm talking about. 
I'm so grateful for your classes. Not only have I healed my own family and many others, but I've given them the tools and confidence to do it for themselves. Thank you, you say. And I just love what you wrote in this email to Joette. I think that is it. That is it. Just seeing people get a hold of this, get the knowledge and see their lives transformed. So just talk to us a little bit more about encouraging those moms. Like what would you say to friends of yours or others who are starting on their journey to homeopathy or even have been using homeopathy for a while? What are your tips, Emily? It's funny. I mean, I know I wrote that email, but I teared up remembering (laughs) writing that because I think I cried as I wrote that to Joette. As a young mom, I was only 20 when I had my first baby. I really wanted somebody to tell me that I was enough, that I was her mom. And what I knew to be true in my gut was right. I didn't have anybody to tell me that. And so that's what I often tell moms. You're the mom. You're the mom. And you're the one that's going to stay up two nights in a row, making sure that you're doing the right thing. You're the one that's going to sacrifice to make sure that they're eating the right thing. Nobody else. So, you know, you're the only one that's going to fight for your kids. and that's what you got to do. And sometimes you got to dig your toes in hard. You know, you're not tossed to and fro on the whims of the popular fad. You know, this is the newest and greatest drug. You don't have to worry about that. You can let others worry about that if it's safe. You know that this is safe and this is going to take care of your kids. We are the ones that we carry these children. We love these children. And now we can take care of our children. That's our job. And I love that homeopathy gives us this safe way that works. It's not just safe, but it works. Mm-hmm. So that in the middle of the night when they have an ear pain, we're there, you know, or when, when they fall and they hurt themselves, we have something for them. It's such a gift to give, not just our kids, but to other moms around us. As I hope you know by now, on my blog, podcasts, and Facebook Live, I offer as many protocols for simple conditions as I can for free without affiliates or advertising. But let me be clear, when it comes to more complex conditions, it's key that you learn how to use these medicines properly. I want you to be well-trained. So I save discussions of the more involved methods for my courses in which I walk students through each method with step-by-step training. In these podcasts, I focus on those students of mine who have already tunneled in and learned how to take care of themselves, family, friends, and pets, and even livestock using homeopathic medicine. Many of these students began their education by participating in one of my Gateway to Homeopathy study groups. And now, after taking one or more of my courses, they're well-trained to use my specific brand of homeopathy. I hope listening to this podcast has inspired you to follow in their footsteps. With the proper training, you too can nurture and protect the health of your family and loved ones with practical homeopathy. You just listened to a podcast from practicalhomeopathy.com where nationally certified homeopath, public speaker, and author Joette Calabrese shares her passion for helping families stay strong through homeopathy. Joette's podcasts are available on iTunes, Google Play, Blueberry, Pandora, Stitcher, TuneIn, and iHeartRadio. Thank you for listening to this podcast with Joette Calabrese. 
To learn more and find out if homeopathy is a good fit for your health strategy, visit practicalhomeopathy.com.